Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 8. Then King Solomon summoned into his presence at Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes, and the chiefs of the Israelite families to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Zion, the city of David. All the Israelites came together to King Solomon at the time of the festival in the month of Ethnaim, the seventh month. When all of the elders of Israel had arrived, the priests took up the Ark, and they brought up the Ark of the Lord and the tent of meeting and all of the sacred furnishings in it. The priests and the Levites carried them up, and King Solomon and the entire assembly of Israel that had gathered about him were before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and cattle that they could not be recorded or counted. The priests then brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark and overshadowed the ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside the holy place, and they're still there today. There was nothing in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in it at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. When the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not perform their services because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled his temple. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. I have indeed built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned around and blessed them. Then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his own hand has fulfilled what he promised, and with his own mouth to my father David. For he said, Since the day I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built so that my name might be there. But I have chosen David to rule my people. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own flesh and blood. He is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. I have provided a place there for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with our ancestors when he brought them out of Egypt. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands toward heaven, and said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants, who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised, and with your hand you have fulfilled it, as it is today.
Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep for your servant David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said, you shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel, if only your descendants are careful in all that they do to walk before me faithfully as you have done. And now, God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David, my father, come true. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Yet, give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy, Lord my God. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day. May your eyes be open toward this temple night and day, this place of which you said, My name shall be there so that you will hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place. Hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place. When you hear, forgive. When anyone wrongs their neighbor and is required to take an oath, and they come and swear the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act. Judge between your servants, condemning the guilty by bringing down on their heads what they have done, and vindicating the innocent by treating them in accordance with their innocence. When your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they sinned against you, and when they turn back to you and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication to you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and bring them back to the land you gave to their ancestors. When the heavens are shut up, and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray toward this place, and give praise to your name, and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live." And send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plague comes to the land, or blight or mildew, locust or grasshoppers, or when an enemy besieges them in any of their cities, whatever disaster or disease may come, and when a prayer or plea is made by anyone among your people Israel, being aware of the afflictions of their own heart and spreading out their hands toward this temple, Then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive and act. Deal with everyone according to all that they do, since you know their hearts. For you alone know every human heart, so that they will fear you all the time that they live in the land you gave our ancestors. As for the foreigner, who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name, For they will hear of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm. When they come and pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Do whatever the foreigner asks of you, so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your own people Israel, and may know that this house I have built bears your name. When your people go to war against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray to the Lord toward the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea, and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and give them over to their enemies, 
who take them captive to their own lands far away or near, and if they have a change of heart in the land where they're held captive, and repent and plead with you in the land of their captors, and say, we have sinned, we've done wrong, we've acted wickedly, and if they turn back to you with all of their heart and soul in the land of their enemies who took them captive, and pray to you toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name. Then from heaven, your dwelling place, hear their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Forgive all the offenses they have committed against you and cause their captors to show them mercy. For they are your people and your inheritance whom you brought out of Egypt, out of that iron smelting furnace. May your eyes be open to your servant's plea and to the plea of your people Israel, and may you listen to them whenever they cry out to you. For you singled them out from all the nations of the world to be your own inheritance, just as you declared through your servant Moses when you, sovereign Lord, brought our ancestors out of Egypt. When Solomon had finished all these prayers and supplications to the Lord, he rose from before the altar of the Lord where he had been kneeling with his hands spread out toward heaven. He stood and blessed the whole assembly of Israel in a loud voice, saying, Praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has fallen of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us nor forsake us. May he turn our hearts to him to walk in obedience to him and keep the commands, decrees, and laws he gave our ancestors. And may these words of mine, which I have prayed before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, that he may uphold the cause of his servant and the cause of his people, Israel, according to each day's need, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is no other. And may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands as at this time. Then the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifices before the Lord. Solomon offered a sacrifice of fellowship offerings to the Lord, 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all the Israelites dedicated the temple of the Lord. On that same day, the king consecrated the middle part of the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, and there he offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of the fellowship offerings, because the bronze altar that stood before the Lord was too small to hold the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat of the fellowship offerings. So Solomon observed the festival at that time, and all Israel with him, a vast assembly people from Lebo Hamath to the Wadi of Egypt. They celebrated it before the Lord our God for seven days and seven days more, 14 days in all. On the following day, he sent the people away. They blessed the king and then went home joyful and glad in heart for all of the good things that the Lord had done for his servant David and his people Israel. Friends, it's a long chapter. Um, almost 70 verses. Just a couple of observations. The priests 
according to the law of Moses, took up the ark and brought it into the most holy place and positioned it. And after that, when they withdrew, the cloud of the Lord filled the temple. And so uh, this this glory cloud of the Lord was um, indicative of the Lord's presence and the Lord's blessing. And then Solomon prayed a magnificent prayer and um, a lot of aspects to it. But specifically, he asked the Lord that when prayers were made toward that place, toward the temple, that God would hear from heaven. He asked that for the Jews. He asked that for foreigners that would come. He wanted there to be a special receptivity from heaven for those who prayed toward the temple that was built by Solomon for the name of the Lord. And so to this day, if you see Jews praying at the Wailing Wall, they're praying toward the temple that Solomon had built in response to this this prayer and the believed receptivity of heaven for prayers prayed toward the temple. Um, in accordance with the will of the Lord. Solomon also cautioned um, uh, the people through his prayer. He said, when they pray toward this place, that was one aspect, and give praise to your name, a second aspect, and turn from their sin, then hear them and respond. And so it wasn't just a matter of praying toward the place. They had to praise the name of the Lord, and they had to turn from their sin. This was required as well. And so as we finish this, I just want to note that there was a 14-day celebration. And uh, at this point, Solomon is serving the purposes of God. And uh, I wish this, his epitaph would show that he did that for the rest of his life. But sadly, there's going to be some dark days ahead for King Solomon. So, Lord, we just pray now that you would um, uh, listen to our prayers. God, that you would help us to turn toward you, to turn our hearts toward you. We can literally turn toward Jerusalem and the temple, or Lord, we can just turn our hearts toward you. Help us to praise your holy name. Help us, Lord, to turn from our sin. Forgive us when we have sinned, once we have turned and asked for your forgiveness. And Lord, draw us to you now as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.